Good evening, and welcome to Light in the Darkness. My name is Red Mark. Well, here we are, November 13th of the year 2021, and man, time's flying. And in, in many ways, that's great news, because that just means that the Lord is coming for His church, church really soon. So just keep flying time, <laughs> and come Lord Jesus. Tonight, I want to share a teaching of sorts. I, I, with the time that we have left, there's a lot of work to do, and I want to just share some, some thoughts with you. So uh, let me start with an opinion. You know, as, as this great reset and this Build Back Better plans that the uh, globalists have right now, they're they're 100% fully supported by our nation, by the Biden administration. And the move, you know, these globalist plans, their desires, you know, we're not going to recognize our nation or the world as we know it within a year. The military, the healthcare system, law enforcement, the airlines, the rail lines, the supply chain, the electric grid, I mean, the list goes on. And they are all going to fail within the next six to 12 months, many predict. None of this critical human structure can survive losing 20 to 30 percent of its workforce with these mandates. And if they do survive in some hollowed-out form, they will increasingly only serve the needs of the wealthy elites and not the general public. We need to get ready spiritually for all this onslaught that's coming at us rapidly. Okay, you know, tonight, uh, tonight I want to talk about what I talked about last Tuesday night with the gathering at, at uh, Calvary Mac when we met, and a great group, a fantastic group, 7 o'clock Tuesdays, just think about it. But we talked about the tape measure mentality that we need in these days. We've been talking about uh, the last day delusion and the attacks, etc. But we cannot allow this to limit our witness. We can't. And many eternal destinations are at stake. I mean, lots of people are not going to, they don't even know what's going on. They, they don't know what's coming, what to expect oblivious totally. Again, the more we work for the kingdom, the more spiritual opposition we're going to get too. And that's what I want to talk about tonight. You know, First uh, Peter 5 eight says, your, energy, your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a lion. We know that. And he's, again, the more we uh, testify and work for the Lord, the more we're going to come under attack. So what are we, so what are we to, to do? not be deterred by our tasks. Romans 16.33 supports that. And it says, in this world we will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. That's Jesus. And of course, there's always Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 and 19. And verse 11 specifically says, put on your full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Amazing. Love it. A lot of scripture, you know, that Christ will, will protect us in so many ways in our spiritual battle. Okay, I want to talk about the uh, teaching, the specific teaching tonight. I want to talk about the measuring line mentality that we all have. You know, here, here, here I want to start with the, with the scripture. Now, I'm not going to read these scriptures specifically, I just, but I'm going to give them to you, and you can read them on your own time if you want to. But I want to start with Zechariah chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, which talks about a man with a measuring line and he's going to measure Jerusalem. And then we see God is not happy with this and sends his angel and says that it will not be measured. In fact, in verse 5 he says, He is the wall and God has no limits. Wow. What this represents is a tape measure mentality. This guy had a tape and he's going to measure it. Point, we all do this most all the time. 
We put, you know, when God calls, we need to put our tape measures away. If God is in it, it's unmeasurable. If God is in it, it's much bigger than we think it is, or even begin to imagine how big it is. Something that bothers me about the generation, this generation is we have become the generation of self-appointed measures. Think about it. Now, we know that when we learn skills through things such as seminars and programs and classes and the like, and they're all important, of course, but after which we often put God back in the box, and by doing so, we put limits on the power of God. You know, this was me back in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, my own experience after 9-11. You know, I looked around saying, okay, this is, this is huge. This is a breaking point. And I asked the question to myself, why am I a Christian? Well, I was born in a Christian nation, so everybody is basically, at least they claim to be. And uh, my Aunt Vera told me I was a Christian, and somebody else, and somebody this, and somebody that. But why? Did I really ever know for sure, or just uh, just uh, assumed it, and it was okay, that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm fine. But, uh, no. So I went into this, and I, a lot of you have heard this, but I went into my red letter study, for about three years and you know I got rid of I mean I knew prophecy pretty well but my wife told me you don't know the first thing about Jesus Christ and of course after being a little uh, upset I <laughs> realized she was right and so I went to work and learned about him as much as I could you know and and I'll tell you what it was an incredible transition I went when I came out the other side guys I was 180 degrees changed I, 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 I didn't really understand the truth of, of Jesus' teachings until I studied it. You know, and we always now say, it, giving back to the point, we now say things like, well, God used to do that, but no more. God used to heal and perform miracles, but we don't do that anymore. You know, we need to be careful not to measure and also to remember that we can't do anything without God. You remember, let's use some examples here. If you remember the Nazareth mentality, you know, the, this is when Jesus went to his hometown of Nazareth and the Pharisees immediately pulled out their tape measures. But then, the, you know, this, this, this is a town that he grew up in. He was a carpenter's son. You know, he was this, he was that. He's just a regular guy. He can't be this Christ, this, uh, this person. So not much happened there because everybody pulled out their tape measure. So, what happens next though? So, he he goes he he, he goes next after after Nazareth. He goes to Capernaum. And what happened there? This is in these stories by the way, the uh, Nazareth story is in Luke uh, four, chapter 4 verse 14 through 24. And then we'll talk about the the Capernaum miracles, the miracles of Capernaum, and that's in the following verses of 31 through 37 in the same chapter 4. But miracles happened. Everybody got healed because of faith. They didn't really know who he was, and so the tape measures didn't automatically come out. They didn't pre-assume anything. And man, what a story. Now we've got to be careful not to take the miraculous, or basically the power of God, out of our services, our classes, our ministries, our giftings, and so on. You know, this... This, this, uh, I've been up and down the valley for the last 15 years, visiting every possible denomination, every possible church, you know, the crazy, uh, uh, crazy uh, Pentecostals from the Frozen Chosen. And I'll tell you what, most of it's missing. 
They're missing it. There's measuring lines, measuring tapes everywhere. You know, we don't have time for this. With the time we have left, which is not much, there's a great amount of work to be done. And we don't want to limit our expectations, do we? Or basically our opportunities to share with those that need it so desperately. You know, First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10 this is the story of Jabez, and you know his prayer there is tremendous. He says, oh, that you would enlarge my territory, Lord. You know what? That's what we need to pray. And I pray that every day that God will enlarge my territory to just wake, to help, to help. That Christ through me and, and many of my friends that will, will wake up as many as we can while there's still time. We need to use this prayer of Jabez and not the tape measure. You know, Matthew 24, excuse me, Matthew 14, verses 13 through 21 is another story of the tape measure when we're, when Christ was, when they fed the, the 5,000 in the field. You know, in verse 17, it tells about how the disciples took out their tape measures immediately. He said, well, Lord, we don't have any food. We got a couple of loaves of bread. We got this, we got that. But you know what? Christ said, feed them. And they had food left over and they fed 5,000. Now, this is more than 5,000. The Bible in those days, when they speak of crowd of 5,000, they were talking specifically of just the men. But there were women and children as well. Who knows how big that crowd really was. But they fed them all on a couple of loaves of bread. Wow. You didn't think they could. Why? Tape measure. Maybe you have the desire to do more of God's kingdom, of his work. But you don't think you're able. You're not capable. You know, I grew up that way. I was very shy, and I didn't think I really was anything, you know, anything that there wasn't a whole lot I could do. That I didn't think anyway, because I had no idea. You know, my limited childhood, I was just, we didn't do anything. Nobody talked about college in my home. We didn't, it was, a, it was I mean, I had a fantastic mother and everything, but, but I'll tell you what, I never expected to do much. She said, probably work at the mill like my dad, but it, I, I chose to go in the military, and that's more story on that some other time, but... Anyway, enough of that for now. For a, for a long time, I instinctive, instinctively put limits on what I could do and what I could not do. This was my tape measure. Well, it seems that when God asks us to do something, all of us basically quickly pull out these tape measures. And just like Moses, you know, God said there was, there was three million people to deliver. And immediately Moses took out his tape measure as to who he was and what he was capable of. You can find this in Exodus chapter 3. And he said, he said, who am I? Who am I, God? And he says, you know, do we do that? Do, I mean, yeah, I've done it a thousand times. Many of us are called and we immediately pull out our tape measures, our measuring lines. We don't think we are educated enough, good-looking enough, not even talented enough. I can't do it. I can't do it. Someone else certainly could do it better, etc. You know, the, the list goes on. But when you are called, God didn't choose someone else. He chose you. And every one of you that believe in Jesus has a gift, and we all need to put them to work. This is why, again, the tape measures, why so many people are not walking in their calling, not fulfilling their assignments. They are intimidated and pull out their measuring lines and measure themselves by what they think they are capable of. Man, we can do anything with God, can't we? It is not our might or our power, but the Spirit of God. 
Gideon's another. I love this story. This is the best one of the best of all. Judges 6 and 7 tells this great story. I love it. God said, I want to, I want to use you, Gideon. Hold it, God. I've only got 32,000 men, and the Midianites have 250,000. God says, well, you know, Gideon, you're right. Who have too many? Reduce it to 300. <laughs> Sometimes God diminishes us to deliver us by the way he won the battle with 300. We, well, with God and 300, I'll put it that way. We've all been given limitations by our previous life walk, such as family telling us we're stupid. You can't go to college. You'll never amount to anything. I, I experienced that. We need to get rid of these tape measuring mentality that put all these negative and restrictive influences on us while the time we have left. We've got to get busy, guys. You are in God's family, and the curse is broken. When God closes a door, he will always open another one. But i got to tell you, Sometimes it's hell on the hallways. Miracles happen, basically, guys, in the faith zone, not in the safe zone. Ezekiel 47 tells the story of the river that came from the temple. It starts in chapter 40 with the vision of the new temple and a man of bronze. That was in verse 3. Then back to chapter 47, it tells of the measuring of this temple. Verse 3, you know, there was a thousand cubits, which was ankle deep. And then the next... In verse 4, another, this is in chapter 47, by the way, another, another thousand, it was knee-deep, and then it got to be waist-deep, and then it got to be uh, over the heads. And, and, got, and it, basically the message is stop measuring it because it's, it, it's, 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 it, it's, it became a river flowing out of the temple. There's no limits on what God can do. That's the basis of the story. The story goes on to say that when it flows like a river, everything will live. You can't measure that, so stop measuring. Now remember this, Pharisaic attitudes measure by the law, but grace has no measuring line. We all limit God by the doctrine we are raised in, but we are what we are used to, by what's comfortable, what seems safe. Wow. You know, the frozen chosen, I mean, I'm telling you, it's just amazing. I've experienced it. I was a worship leader in a church like that. It was really tough. Who are these people who raise their hands, who get excited and emotional, they would say? What kind of church would allow this? The only time we ever raised our hands was to vote the preacher out. <laughs> well, sad, sadly, there are a lot of denominations that have put measuring lines on their worship and everything else. And the result is that the kids and the young adults are either leaving in droves or not coming at all. Sound familiar? Simply young and old alike need to get rid of all the preconceived notions. That applies to old people as well. God says that he can't go further in our lives until we put away our measuring lines. Now remember this, when we're down to nothing, God is up to something. We've got to learn to live through the nothing periods that God allows us to go through. We've got to. Now, example, and for another example here, in 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 and 2, we see Elijah praying for rain. And there was a severe famine in the land. In verses 41 through 46, he prayed seven times for rain, and he wouldn't give up. Again, that's in 1 Kings 18. He didn't put himself in a box. He wouldn't quit. And you know what? 
It rained. Not right away. I've experienced this healing is like that, where the first time people are prayed over that nothing happens, then the next time nothing happens, and all of a sudden it happens. It's God's timing. Remember this. God is limitless. He is God. Only we are limited. You know, Acts, and this is the last days, and we know that because every sign points to it, and that's generally what I talk about. But in Acts chapter 2, verses 17 and 18, you know, God said that in the last days I will pour out my spirit on both men and women, and they will prophesy, and they will see visions and dreams, even on my servants. This is what he promised in these days. So listen to him. He's talking to us. All we got to do is turn up the, turn up the hearing aid. Believe in God and the miracles, okay? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hallelujah. I know it's, it's a little scattered, but you know what, guys? My whole point here is, you know, we, we have to put away all the limitations we have and really turn up the, the spiritual heat in these days because so many are lost and there's such little time left. Let's get busy. You know, where two or more are gathered together you know, God is there. So, let's turn it up. What do you say? Okay, praying for you. And until next time, this is Red. <laughs>